It's only in your head. Have you ever heard that when you feel sick, anxious, or maybe depressed? It might be more than you think or more than other people are actually telling you. I'm Natalie Tisdall, a journalist who decided enough is enough. I left a career that looked glamorous to do what I was scared of doing, going out on my own. I'm a married working mom of three. On this podcast, we're going to talk about issues that really matter. Why am I not sleeping? What's up with that diet everyone's talking about? Are my kids falling behind? How do I leave that job and start over? Welcome to the Natalie Tisdall Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hey everyone, it's Natalie. You know, I've been a health reporter for three decades and I've covered so many topics over the years concerning well-being, illnesses, mental health. The bottom line is, if you're feeling ill, then there's something wrong. And if it's not a physical thing, it very well could be something mental and you need to do something about that. This topic really means a lot to me because my goal is to help you feel better. But if you're continually telling yourself, I'm okay, then you're not doing yourself or anyone else around you any service by not addressing these issues. If you scroll back through past episodes of this podcast, you will see dozens and dozens. Actually, we're getting near a hundred topics that you might actually find helpful in helping you find remedies or solutions or ask the right questions to some of the health topics that you're dealing with. But today I want to talk about just this issue of it being in your head and what you can do to get to the bottom of your health issues. Dr. Ifrat Lamandre is a family nurse practitioner with a PhD in integrative medicine. Dr. E for short, that's what her patients call her. She is what you might call a medical entrepreneur. She sees an issue in the medical world from a business perspective, and then she aims to fix it. And she has done that time and time again. What I love about her and the reason that I really wanted to have her on the show is her approach to helping patients. It's not just medicine. It's not just tests. It's really getting to the root of issues, optimizing health, preventing illness, reducing medication when you can. Dr. E is the co-chair of the Staten Island Hospital Board of Trustees. She also serves as the president of the Nurse Practitioner Association State Board, and she is on the clinical faculty at Wagner College. She is very busy, but she still consults, she still sees patients, and she speaks to audiences worldwide. It is such a pleasure to learn and talk to her on the podcast today. So I'd love for you to take a minute, look at the show notes today, because you're going to find some really important links there. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss anything. Let's get started with Dr. Efrat Lamandre. Dr. E, thanks for joining me today. So I want to go right into this, this feeling of, I feel like crap, but everyone tells me I'm just fine. It's not real, right? Like, I mean, your feelings really are real. Your body is telling you something. Oh my God. Yeah. So this is exactly why I called my book, It's Not In Your Head, because so many of my patients, especially women, are being told it, a version of it's in your head. Like, oh, maybe you need anxiety medication. Are things well at home? Maybe you're just stressed. Well, what do you expect? You have kids. What do you expect to take care of your mom? Right? So you get a version. They may not actually be bold enough to say you're crazy, but you're going to get a version of it's in your head. And I have to say that I used to be guilty of the same thing. And that is because in conventional medicine, which is how I was originally trained, you are taught to find a disease and treat it. 
And if there's no disease, you're, you're fine. There is no room for unwellness. There is no room for shades of wellness. You're just not sick. And so you're good. And so many of my patients, mm. I used to do the same thing, come and be fine. Your labs are fine. See you next year. Yeah. Um, and so I like to say that because your doctors are not mean people. There's no malice. There's no conspiracy theory. It's just these are the tools we're taught in school, which is find the disease. So most of you who are feeling not well are going to go. And I encourage you to always go, go to the doctor, get the tests, make sure there's no pathology, right? Make sure there's no sickness. But then when they tell you there's nothing, don't be disempowered. Just be like, great, I'm not dying. I don't have cancer. This is awesome news. But there is something else. I'm just not at the right place for it. And then you thank your doctor and you see him again next year because you really want to make sure there's no illness. And then you go and you find an alternative. I practice functional medicine. So you're going to want to find someone who, who practices functional medicine because what we do now is we actually know that the symptoms mean something. They may not mean a disease, right? Because that's what your primary is for. But it certainly means that a disease is cooking. Mm. And so we're going to try to find what's cooking, what's happening. And we're going to start to try to find clues before it becomes a disease. Because once it's a disease, you know, you're not going to need much of a sleuth there. Um, does that? Oh, I, I love the way you just explained all of that. Is that is that the intro to the book? Like, it's perfect. <laughs> it kind of is. It kind of it is, is the intro is to the book. Perfect. And the thing that I'm like gravitating towards that you just said is these shades of wellness, because it's not black or white. And it's so true that we go, okay, well, I don't have A, B, or C, so I must be fine. But I still, yeah. and, and I'm at that place where uh, mid-afternoon, like call it in an hour or two, I'm going to dive. I'm going to be so tired. And I can't just continue to give myself caffeine to feel better. Oh, yes. That's, okay. a, that's a symptom, isn't it? Talk to me <laughs> yes. about that. Yes, it's a symptom. And so um, it could be a symptom of so many things. But one of the first things, and again, I'm just going to say it one more time. You always go to your primary first, rule out the biggies. Okay. Um, so assuming you're not anemic, nothing else is going on, and you have this drop, one of the most common things is something called adrenal fatigue. And adrenal fatigue is not recognized by conventional medicine. Conventional medicine, either it's too high, you're in the ICU, it's called Cushing's, it's too low, you're in the ICU, it's called Addison's, and there's nothing in between. Miraculously, everyone is fine in between, which is crazy. So adrenal fatigue is about years. So cortisol is the hormone that you use to kind of get through the day. Um, it's also your hormone that keeps you awake. It's high in the morning and it gets progressively lower. But if you are stressed or dealing with certain things in life or a chronic illness or anything, it's going to deplete. So it will it will carry you for a while. So for a while, you won't feel it. Cortisol will keep pumping and you'll just get your things done and you'll be superhuman and get everything done. And then you'll find yourself, hey, you know, I used to be able to do these things and now I'm just wiped out. I used to be able to work out and now I can't. Mm. I used to be able to take care of my kids and go to school and now I can't. And, and that is a sign that your adrenals are fatiguing. Their adrenals make cortisol. So they're fatiguing. And there is, is an actual test for it. It's a saliva test. We use a lab called Labrix, but your conventional medicine doctor will not be aware of it and will not know how to order it. So this is a saliva test that you do throughout the day, morning, noon, afternoon, and night to get a full picture of what's happening during the day. So it is objectively measured, which is really what I like because I like things that are measurable and quantifiable. Yep. And it tells you what level of adrenal fatigue you're on. There's one, two, and three. And 
the thing about it is if you are a level two or a level three adrenal fatigue, you are so wiped out that you might be the person who, when you work out, you need a nap after working out. Yeah. So, so many women are seeing like their friends who go work out and then they're great. They're energized and they feel great. And then they go work out and they need a nap. And so like how much negative self-talk comes with that? Like, oh my Mm. God, what's wrong with me? me? I'm so lazy. Mm. Why can't I be like Michelle, who's the this great. And then she's baking cookies. And (laughs) (laughs) the minute you find out you have adrenal fatigue, sorry to anyone named Michelle. No disrespect. (laughs) I have a lot of friends named Michelle. I don't know why I picked that name. (laughs) But the minute you find out you have adrenal fatigue, you're empowered to understand that you're not crazy. It's not in your head. But more importantly, my patients with adrenal fatigue, I will tell them, please don't exercise. Because the little bit of gas that you have to get you through your day, get your job done, parent that you need to, whatever's on your plate, you've now used that for your CrossFit class and you're wiped out. Nothing the whole day. Yeah. And so I tell my patients, like, let's take a month or two. Nothing's going to happen. Don't exercise. Let's get you feeling better. Let's fill up your stores again. Let's get those adrenals. You're going to come back to me and say to me, guess what I did this week? And you will have maybe, you know, walked around the block or restarted your program. So it is so critical to find this piece out because it's so disempowering. Like you might say to yourself, you know, you just shared with me that in the afternoon, you might go down, say, wow, I must be getting old, getting tired in the afternoon. Yeah. No, no, you're not getting old. You're getting adrenal fatigue. (laughs) What do you do then for adrenal? Is there a vitamin you should be taking for adrenal fatigue or what, what's the solution? So the solution, um, in functional medicine always starts with nutrition mm. because you want to remove the things that are depleting you. So your job might be depleting you, but you have to go to work again. Now, if it's a toxic job, you need to change a job. I yep. can't, you have to. Yep. Whole another podcast. Toxic, I've done many of the podcasts. Yes. Right? <laughs> if you're in a toxic you know, relationship, you need to get out of your relationship. Yep. But if everything is more or less normal, meaning you have a high level of stress, but it's all like good, but it's still stressful. We have to now control the other things. So if your your nutrition, if your nutrition is not on point, it's stressing your body. So your job might be stressful and you need to do it. You might have three or four kids. You need to do that. We, that's, that's your, but this one variable component, this nutrition, if you're feeding yourself pizza and pasta and a glass of wine every day, you've added a stressor to the system. So you have to remove that huge stressor of three or four meals a day that you're putting in your system and not only eliminate but choose things that are anti-inflammatory, help us calm the system down. So you always start there. Um, I love intermittent fasting because that really helps as well, calm the whole system down. And then we could talk about certain supplements. There are supplements um, that are called adaptogens that are specifically designed for adrenal fatigue. Um, And so there are supplements that are designed for it, but I always like to tell people start with nutrition first, because if you are looking for that, pill, you come back to that mindset of there must be a magic pill to make me feel better. And we want to opt out of that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's again, a whole nother podcast is there's just not going to be a pill. You got to start with the basics, get rid of toxic, whatever it is, toxic, and then build in. When you say anti-inflammatory foods, I do a lot on health. So I've done things and I'll put some notes in the podcast on other uh, podcasts that I've done on anti-inflammatory, but give me your definition of that. What is it different for everyone or how can we start with the basics of that? Okay. It's different for everyone in the sense that everyone has a different starting point, right? Yeah. So if you're someone who's really in fast food, 
and that's your life, it may be a huge dump to be like, let's have a kale salad. And then that jump is so big that you might just like, F it, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. So wherever your starting point is, know that there is an anti-inflammatory choice. Like if your life is fast food, then maybe we have to make better choices in fast food. So I want to, I want to create space for anyone, wherever your starting point is, there is somewhere to go. It doesn't have to look a certain way. That being said, ideally you want to stay away from anything processed. Processed means that you're looking at the ingredients and you cannot make it in your kitchen. Mm -hmm. You don't know, you don't have these things. I can't even say these chemicals. You'll never have them. (laughs) Okay. That's processed food. If you can make it, can you make a Dorito in your house? I don't even know how to begin. (laughs) Right. So, because it's not a food. Right. Right. Um, So if it's processed, it's filled with things that are inflammatory. So choose things that are not processed, whatever that looks like. Right. Just imagine you're on the farm um, and it could grow or live on a farm. That's what you want to eat. You want to eat the rainbow, not Skittles. You want to <laughs> choose fruits and vegetables of weird colors that you are, don't normally eat. So if you eat a lot of greens, where's your purple? Where's your blue? Where's your mm-hmm. red? Those phytonutrients are anti-inflammatory. They're super important. So, you know, easy way to do it. Um, and as low carb as you can tolerate, generally speaking, if there's diabetics out there, we have to do it a little differently, but this is just generalization. As low carb as you can tolerate, in the sense of starchy carbs. I don't mean like, obviously broccoli is a carb. Also, someone always says that. That's why I mentioned it. There's always one TikToker was like, did you know that broccoli is a carb? Yes, <laughs> I know right. broccoli is a carb. I don't mean that. <laughs> so starchy, <laughs> I mean, so breads, breads, obviously. The breads, the pastas. Right. Eliminate as much as you can with that. This is anti-inflammatory. Um, supplements are anti-inflammatory, like omega-3, just... If I had to choose three supplements besides a multivitamin, it would be NAC, which becomes something called glutathione, which is magic. Mm, I did <laughs> vitamin a whole podcast D. on that. Love oh, glutathione. Okay. Yes. Vitamin D, which is not actually a vitamin, it's a hormone and you need it for everything. Mm-hmm. And omega. If I had to start, if this was okay. like what I have to take to a desert island supplement wise, I don't know why we're taking supplements to the desert island, but if I had to... <laughs> These would be my three. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I'm perfect. Hey everyone, it's Natalie. I am excited to let you know that I'm opening up spaces for collaboration and advertising and sponsorship on this podcast and on my YouTube channel. If you're a brand looking to grow in the wellness, family, or mindfulness spaces, I would love to collaborate with you. You can find a link to get in touch with me in the show notes, and you can always find out more about what I'm up to on natalietisdall.com. So, okay. Beyond that, we, we, we talked about that adrenal fatigue, that mid afternoon, I get that. I know 20 years in the news business, 25, almost 30. I, a lot of cortisol was running through my body. (laughs) So I'm still trying to level that out, but for other people in kind of normal life, other very common things that you see, um, especially Mm -hmm. women in their thirties, forties, what are the biggest issues you see that you could help people with? Okay. So, and I actually just did a TikTok on this. So uh, super important. We get dismissed, women in general get dismissed when they're feeling off and their tests show that they're fine. So let's give a classic example, thyroid. So many patients will say, you know, my mom has thyroid, my aunt has thyroid, 
I'm really feeling the symptoms. I'm having trouble losing weight. I'm cold all the time. My, my hair is thinning. When I go to the doctor, they do this test called TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone. And they tell me I'm fine. And they send me home. And they're like, but I really feel like I have it. I have all the symptoms and I have this family history. So this is a huge area where functional medicine and conventional medicine kind of diverge. So conventional medicine, you do the TSH. If there's nothing wrong with the TSH, there's nothing wrong with you. Goodbye. I'll see you next year. Again, they're not wrong. They just don't see the full picture. There are other parts of the thyroid panel. There are something called thyroid antibodies. And if you're positive for thyroid antibodies, you are cooking a thyroid issue, even though your TSH is normal. So you're going to have the symptoms, you're going to have all these issues, but you just don't need medication yet. Mm. But in functional medicine, we will start treating you with, again, diet specific supplements to help strengthen your thyroid, to help for hopefully avoid it from becoming a hypothyroid. But you'll be symptomatic and you shouldn't be dismissed. We should also check your T3 and T4 because TSH. I don't want this because it's its own podcast. TSH only tells us one parameter of your thyroid function. And quite honestly, it's a late parameter. So stuff will start going off like wrong before the TSH starts to move. And so using that as a marker of your of your thyroid is, is it's not correct. By the time it's moved, you're already sick. Yeah. So since you don't get sick today, it'll take you five to 10 years to cook it. That whole time that your thyroid is chugging along, you are truly and accurately experiencing those symptoms and it's not in your head. They're just not looking at the right test to support what you're feeling. So thyroid is very common for women in all age groups. Um, the next thing is PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. This is an interesting one because patients will get either not diagnosed with it or what I see more is that they get diagnosed that, ma'am, you have PCOS here's two or three pills mm. and good luck. Those pills are, you know, something to help you ovulate. They give you metformin or they put you on birth control pill, even though you're not looking for birth control, but it helps regulate your period. Or they give you something for some of the symptoms of PCOS, which is like facial hair and things like that. So they'll come into my office and they'll say, oh my God, I have PCOS, right? This sounds, it's devastating. It has an acronym. It's a devastating sounding disease. <laughs> and they walked away with a prescription, but they were never told what the actual problem is. And the actual problem of PCOS is an insulin problem. It actually has nothing to do with your ovaries, has nothing to do with all that stuff that you see in your ovaries, your testosterone, your facial hair, all of that is the end result of too much insulin caused secondary to diet. Usually there are some exceptions. So if you don't know that your issue is insulin, and that your diet causes PCOS, you're never curing your PCOS. Nope. They're yeah. never offered this as an option. So for those of you listening, if you have PCOS, I need you to consider it as a pre-diabetes. So everything in your mind that you know about diabetes, oh, I shouldn't eat this, I should move more because I don't want to get diabetes, that is how you cure your PCOS. Wow. And you don't cure it by taking the pill. Wow. And the only way to do that then is through diet, and through changing nutrition? So for most people, PCOS is going to be a diet conversation. Okay. Um, and so yes, changing nutrition, bring that insulin level down. Once that insulin level goes down, your testosterone will normalize, your periods will come back, your acne will disappear, mm. your hair will start to regrow. So all the reasons you go, right? They go to the doctor because, oh my God, I have acne. 
Oh my God, I have facial hair. Oh my God, I have this dark in the back of my neck. I have belly fat. This is the reason you go to the doctor. But the whole issue, so for those PCOS, so insulin goes up, quick, 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 like cliff notes, insulin goes up. Insulin will tell your ovaries, hey, ovaries, make too much testosterone. Mm-hmm. Testosterone mm-hmm. will cause facial hair, balding, um, will mess your periods, will mess fertility up. Um, and then you're also going to gain weight. So all of this, though, it really isn't an ovary problem or a testosterone problem. Right? It's, all right, it's up here with insulin. So you fix this and then downstream everything gets fixed. Wow. No one, I have never seen a patient come into my primary care practice tell me that they were advised of this when they got the diagnosis of PCOS from their GYN. Not one. So how common is this? I know you end up with a lot of these people who are kind of, and I know with functional medicine and I believe in it all about it. A lot of times it's the end, the last resort. It's like, I've tried everything else and now I'm here. So you probably see (laughs) a lot of patients with this, but how common if you were just to take a hundred women in their thirties or something, and and I know I'm asking you to quote a statistic might not be there. How common is it? Okay. I actually know because I just did this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Five to 10% of women have PCOS, which is a huge number are diagnosed PCOS. Okay. Diagnosed. Big difference. Yeah. Diagnosed. So, and PCOS is a spectrum. So maybe you're walking around just with acne thinking it's your hormones. Maybe you're walking around just with hair thinning thinking it's something. Maybe you're walking around just with irregular periods. You may not have all of those things I mentioned. You're still on that spectrum. But consider how, if I say to you, how prevalent is diabetes or prediabetes in this country? You're going to be like, oh my God, it's huge. Yeah. That's the answer for PCOS because it's the same cause. So um, five to 10% are diagnosed. There's a whole lot of people out there on that spectrum who have no idea. People, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, do, I have to do a quick shout out to those PCOS women whose diet is on point who are saying, hey, that's not fair. I do everything right. Mm. That is true. Those PCOS women, and that's why I said with exceptions, because I, I always want to make sure because they're standing in the room, they're getting like upset right now. Um, rightfully so, because they are put in a category and they're doing their, you know, they're already made the changes and why are they still have PCOS? Their issue is still going to be insulin, but it may not be secondary to their nutrition. It may be secondary to their microbiome being off because they were exposed to some chemical or toxin. Mm. So still the answer is going to be nutrition, but it's going to be more about fixing their microbiome, getting the right probiotics and getting their belly back on track so that their insulin levels are. So it's still the same insulin cascade, but their cause um, and their treatment might have to be a little bit more refined than just saying lower your carbs. Well, let's, let's take a little bit of a uh, um, kind of an upper approach looking down on everything you've just said. So for people who've never seen a, a functional, been to a functional medicine practice or seen a functional medicine doctor, they're going, okay, my microbiome, PCOS. And they're like, ah, Oh, I just don't feel so good. Where, yeah. Like what do, what do I do? Like okay. someone who's listening to this going, I think that's all me. How, how do they start? Okay, I love that question. Go? I love that question. I love that question because that is really why it's so funny. It's like, I know we didn't, and for anyone listening, we actually did not discuss my book before. Um, but that is the reason I wrote my book because people come in and they're like, Hey, I did a mold test. I did a hormone test. I did a Lyme test. And I'm like, okay, whoa, jump the gun. Like, let's not spend the money in that direction. This is what you do first always go to your primary care. And then you go to the specialist of that issue. So let's just say you have a lot of stomach issues. Go to the GI, get the colonoscopy, get the endoscopy. 
Let them all tell you you're fine. Awesome. Your functional medicine provider, whether you work with us or someone else, is going to be really happy that you did all that. Mm -hmm. You're going to come and say, look, my colonoscopy is great. My endoscopy is great. My blood works perfect. Awesome. Great. Now we know you're not sick. Let's get you well. Mm-hmm. So then what we do, and many of my colleagues do that, we do, well, now I'm going to run a brand new set of labs on you that is going to dig deeper. I'm looking for inflammatory markers. I'm looking for um, some genetic markers. And then I do the saliva test for adrenal fatigue. And I actually am going to ask you all your symptoms and your timeline. Very important. When did this start? Did this start after, after giving birth? Did this start after going to college? Did this start after having a, a, a whole bout of antibiotics because you had like strep for two years? Mm-hmm. Like all that is important. And then I'm going to that your functional medicine person, if they know what they're doing, they're going to sit you down. They're going to say, okay. And they're going to put the cards on the table and say, this is what's going on. You have inflammation here. You have inflammation here. This is what's cooking. You're cooking a thyroid issue. You have the potential for Alzheimer's. We have to get on top of that. And then they're going to break it down for you and say, this is where I think we need to focus. Let's focus on your nutrition. Let's put the supplements for here, right? So they will create that plan for you. And so I, so I start there using conventional lab work for, for blood, but I don't order the conventional panels. And I do saliva and I start with nutrition and supplements. I like to clear the weeds before we plant the trees. 90% of the patients Mm. get better this way. Yeah. Yeah. For the 10% who are either only get so far or don't get far enough. Those are the people who need the specialized testing. Those are the people that would go for mold testing, the hormone testing and the Lyme testing, but you don't start there. Yeah. Those are your resistant cases. Yeah. So Start like just like you said, start top down, start conventional, yep, find functional, and then let them guide the way to what test you need. And try not to go to someone who only specializes in one thing, like unless you already know you have Lyme, but like don't go to someone with for Lyme because you're generally like not feeling good because they're going to have that Lyme lens on, right? Yeah, you want to go to someone who can kind of like clear the weed, help figure it out that. for you. Yeah, yeah, where okay, so where are you located? So I'm in, in case you couldn't tell by my accent, Staten Island, New York. Okay. <laughs> I pronounced my R for you on that one. And, um, but I see my patients all over the country and actually now in different countries. Great. Um, so I, we could do things virtually and um, it's, it's just been wonderful to be able to help people across the globe. Well, it's changed everything being able to be virtual like this. And, you know, my career changed because of it. Yours yeah. too. So for people who are looking for the help, they can find you virtually, or if they're just looking like I need functional medicine, I'm hearing yeah. you. I believe what you're saying. Is there a resource you would send them to, to get this type of help besides yourself? So, <laughs> well, I mean, you can't help no, everybody. Absolutely, but... Cause it's really about spreading information. If they yeah. come to me, that's great, but it's about getting people better. It's this is my calling. So where I'm, it doesn't have to be me. Um, so uh, honestly, Google functional medicine docs near me. That's where I go because there, there is a place called Institute of Functional Medicine and some people are certified and you can get people are certified in it, but there are so many functional medicine providers that aren't certified by IFM. So you're losing out mm-hmm. and maybe they're not living in your geographic area and there might be a phenomenal functional medicine provider near you. So just Google that. Um, and just, you know, see what they are. Some of us specialize, like some of them will be like, I'm the thyroid person or I'm the hormone person. And that, if that's what you're dealing with, great. Otherwise go to functional medicine. You will find that they exist. Um, 
And I hope that answered the question. I absolutely did. And I love <laughs> it that you're doing it virtually. So I didn't mean to dismiss that because I, I no. think you're doing great things no, no, and your book too, you're spreading yeah. all that good information. Okay. I don't so feel dismissed at all. <laughs> we, okay, good. We have uh, covered so much and I, I do want people to follow you because you give so That's how I found you so many good tips um, on social media, your book, of course, but where can they find you just to get these daily kind of tips yeah. and ideas and open their eyes to this? I appreciate it. So every platform except for Twitter, because I talk too much for Twitter, um, <laughs> is, is it's at the new method and new is spelled with a K because you always knew there was a better way. <laughs> so at the new method on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, we have a podcast, Facebook, um, you name it, we're there. I create content all the time. And um, if you're not sure if you want to work with us, we ha you can have a free consult with someone on my team. You go on any of those platforms. There's a way to reach my team. 15 minutes with a live human. There's no pressure sales. There's no hustle. They explain to you what we do. If it works for you, great. And if it doesn't, that's good too. We just kind of like roll with the universe. So don't be scared to call us or schedule it because we're not going to sell you anything that you don't want. That's just not our jam. Um so yeah, the I love method. it that you don't have to be there in Staten Island. Like you, I, I didn't realize that you did that. And that's just a great way to, yeah. to help people. So thank you, Dr. E. I've, I learned a lot and uh, I'm going to be following up with you because I'm tired of being tired in the afternoon. So. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> All right. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you. And thank you for your listeners for your time. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Natalie Tisdall podcast. You can follow along on Instagram and at natalietisdall.com. Subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave a review so I can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.